Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, everyone. I have two guests today. I have Ginny Tetzer and Tina Hollenbach from the Homeschool Loft and the Homeschool Loft Cast podcast, which is a resource center that they have in their town, and they support homeschool families through their podcast. So hi, guys. Hi, Cody. How are you all doing today? We're doing well. We're supposed to be having a blizzard and we don't even have rain, so we're fine. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for spring. Yeah. Summer. We're ready for summer. Well, yeah. Summer is really <laughs> nice. Good. Spring's when I get to yeah. like start gardening. So that's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. So you guys uh, tell me a little bit about yourselves. I don't know who would like to go first or. Go ahead, Jenny. All right. Well, I am Jenny Tetzner, mom of two young adult kiddos. We homeschooled all the way through and um, knew that it was fantastic and we should tell the whole wide world all about it. (laughs) So we had a little bit of a um, idea to start kind of a physical location. Didn't really know what that was going to look like. And then Tina and I had a coffee meeting one day and we decided to start what's called the homeschool loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. And that's a short little nutshell story. Right, Tina? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm impressed, Jenny, that you can summarize that well. <laughs> it, I've been practicing my Charlotte Mason narration skills. There you go. <laughs> well, and so I'm Tina Hollenbeck. Uh, also live in the same area as Jenny. And my kids are almost 21 and almost 22. They are Irish twin daughters. And um, my younger daughter actually got married right out of high school. And so she and her husband live nearby. And I just started babysitting my nine-week-old grandson oh. <laughs> uh, as a new endeavor of my life. Um, but How yes, I started, yeah, it was great. It's great. So, and my older daughter lives at home with us and uh, most recently was a church secretary and is now in between jobs trying to figure out if she's going to go to college and, and what she's going to do next. Um, That's an yeah, important step in life. What was that? That's an important step in life. Oh, yes. Yeah. She her original plans were blocked and weirded out by the pandemic. And so she's just been trying to figure things out the last couple of years. And and now, you know, what's next? So um, but yeah, Jenny called me up in what Jenny, March of 2021 and said, uh, so. we have this space and you want to do something. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. The rest guys. is history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love having a. I almost hate to use this word, but a brick and mortar place to go get support yeah. in homeschooling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that was one of our things we always joked about. Even before Tina and I had the discussion, my husband and I actually had the location that we were renting, knowing full well we wanted to do something. And my husband would joke around saying, you, you should, he's like, babe, you should just put a little you could cut out a little cardboard square and just literally tack it in the window and say, need homeschool help? 
<laughs> and you know, people would just be blocking over because there isn't such a thing at there all. There isn't. I mean, there's so. so much information out there and what is reliable? What is really going to help you? <clears throat> or what's just going to stress you out and make it harder? Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what happens at the homeschool loft. Uh, well, one of our main things is one-on-one -on -one consultations. So uh, like Jenny said, she could put out that little sign. That's kind of what we did. We have a, a website and we started advertising around on Facebook and whatnot. But I think one of our cornerstone things that we do is um, allow parents to set an appointment with one of us, come in and have a chat almost as if we're their therapist. That's kind of what it has seemed like. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> that's all you need. Yeah. 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 It's so and, true. You know, they come in and they ask us their questions about homeschooling, whether they're wanting to start and they don't know what to do, or let's say they've been doing it for a while and, and uh, they're entering mm -hmm. a phase, you know, we're getting close to high school years or something like that, or they've been doing it, but they're stressed out and they're thinking about giving up. Mm -hmm. um, whatever it might be, we tell them just come Anything. in and talk to us and we'll hopefully encourage you along the way. Yeah. And to add to that, let it be said that before we hung our shingle, <laughs> um, we, we didn't know all of this. We knew for a fact that, you know, we, we were going to contribute to the community in this, in this way. And, um, but right shortly after, right, Tina, or actually, right around that same exact time that we opened up, mm -hmm. uh, the school system shut down. And so guess what? Welcome homeschool loft right at exactly the right time. <laughs> and that was just a blast. So when Tina talks about this, you know, I guess counseling type thing, I mean, we had some terrified parents who homeschooling was new, brand new mm -hmm. idea. You know, they were coming in desperation. And so, um, after decorating the loft so nicely and perfectly, Tina, Tina, it's okay if I say this because you know, it's great. Tina had this brilliant idea. She put the Kleenex boxes out, not knowing, <laughs> right? That just as a part of the thing. We're just decorating. Thought, oh, I'm not the decorator. Boxes. That's why I decorated. <laughs> yeah. These, these polka dot Kleenex boxes totally are not going to match the decor. And guess what? Didn't matter because we use those Kleenex boxes are a prime centerpiece at the homeschool loft. Let's just say that. I could <laughs> imagine that there has been days I have been in tears homeschooling. And I mean, we've yeah. been doing it for, you know, seven years, but I also remember the tears I had driving to the public school to deal with my son who was having a meltdown or something. So yeah, absolutely. Choose your heart. It's a parent thing. It. Yeah. Um, but in addition to the consulting, um, Jenny really is kind of the queen of book clubs. So she offers pretty much for the whole entire time, almost every week on Tuesday, she's offered a mom's book club. And um, you can talk more about that, Jenny, but she's had different books that she's gone through with whoever shows up. And that's like a group therapy, right? Yeah, <laughs> I would say. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, reading is where we begin, I think, with all mm -hmm. things in life, right? We want to know. So we read and um for whatever reason, I could name a few, it seems that there are not, reading is not as mainstream <laughs> as one would think that it ought to be. And so um, we have just on Tuesdays, 
we have what's called lofty readers and mm-hmm. it's a chance to just have mothers meet. I mean, it's been moms. It could be dads, but you know, it's been yeah. moms. And, um, we just, we get together, we have, you know, little snacks and coffee and tea and we read together. We discuss books, we talk about it. And in this, this is something that, you know, as a busy mom, Cody, right? Like super (sighs) duper busy. Sometimes we have all the books, but we just don't read them. And when you, yeah, like when you feel like Like, you have to get like almost a homework assignment. You feel, yes. you know, I don't want to say obligated. That's the wrong word. There's accountability yeah, for you to true. get. That's right. And it, you know, our, our whole thing was we have a little resource uh, shelf of books, parenting books. And Tina and I always joke around like, now, finally, we're reading them. You know, our children are grown, graduated from our home schools. And guess what? We just want to implement that with parents to say, yeah, be reading. You don't have to read the whole book. If it takes you a year because you you only read a sentence a day, do it. <laughs> Keep moving forward. What's that? I said, speaking of tissues. You got your big, Cody just your big box there. Tissues. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I need something. Are we making you cry, Cody? No, I'm bleeding. Oh, oh <laughs> don't smile. Right. <laughs> So with that, so we have the book clubs uh, for the moms or the the parents, Mm -hmm. but we also offer family book clubs where we put, we put out through email. We talk about on our website, what book we're all going to be reading. And then each family does that at home with their children. And we give them some time to read that. And then at the end, about four to six weeks later, we kind of bring that book to life. So we plan an event for families and their, the whole family to come and um, just have fun, bring the story to life. So, so far that's been a huge hit because it's with the kiddos and the parents and it's all things reading and. Right. I love that. I, you know, I was in a book club a little while ago and I absolutely loved it. It was for entrepreneurial moms. And it was, we'd meet at uh, different coffee shops and just chat. And it was, I looked forward to it every week. I've met some of my closest friends locally now. And then there is another mom in town that started like a, the first book they did was Mama Bear Apologetic. I always say Mama Bear Apologetics. Mm -hmm. And um, now that's just what they call their group and they, but they're on to other books now. Mm. and I haven't got a chance to make it to that one yet. It's always on a night I have a 4-H meeting or something, but I know how drawn I am to that, and maybe that's because I'm a nerd, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you are because you're a homeschool mom. (laughs) And you know what it is, too, is that um, oftentimes moms can, it seems that we always put ourselves last, right? We're so busy about what are we going to teach the kids and what resources will we use to teach the kiddos Mm-hmm. when it, it needs to be with us as well. And so, and then even just meeting other moms in the area, mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing. So many right. friendships are formed through books, you know? That's why like the whole theme of my podcast is keep growing because I, after my last baby and the postpartum I went through, I totally forgot to light my own fire. Yeah. <clears throat> that's so true. And so I've really, while still being a good mom, focused on me. And I don't think, well, maybe my business a little bit has left my kids flailing in the wind some, but (laughs) I think it's, they're also getting to travel with me and see things that they never would have seen before. So. Mm -hmm. Sure. 
Um, so I really love that you guys are moms that have made it and come out on the other end. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm just now hitting my teens that are, they're in that transition period. And I have my moments where I'm concerned. (laughs) Yeah. I remember the days. You know, one of the things I think is important to remember, and I, you know, my kids aren't ancient, they're only 20 and 21, you know, having their birthdays in the spring. Um, Same with mine. But we don't need our kids to know everything that they ever need to know for their whole lives by the time they're 18 years old. Yes. You know, I think we feel like, yeah, we've got to pour all this in so that when they launch, they can just start. No, that's the first step. You know, we need to get our kids ready to step out into the adult life that seems like it's there at the moment. Mm -hmm. My older Mm -hmm. daughter was going to go to a Bible college and then be a missionary in Japan. But guess what? COVID hit. And that was, it tore everything apart for her. Mm -hmm. So then what we had to do, she had planned for four or five years and we were ready for that. But then, you know, the world went crazy and we've had to plan for a different thing, but she's fine because she had strategies and tools and support from my husband and myself and, and she's doing great. I love that, Tina. Because isn't that a thing? I think that's where the the shakeup in our mind as parents happens is that we we think, first off, that we're the all-knowers, right? And we have this humongous body of information <laughs> that we need to spill upon these children so they can, you know, let's hurry up. We have 18 years to pour all of this into you. Like that's so not humanly possible. We don't know everything. <laughs> and so- they have the whole rest of their lives as do I at 50 years old. I'm still learning. Guess what? Things that maybe the public school would deem you ought to know that then that's not really real. You have your whole life to learn. And Mm -hmm. when we have that mindset, it just frees us. It frees us to know that it's okay. It's, It's not the end of the story at 18 or it's not the end of the story. You know, if they don't get something in sixth grade, in math, it's okay. They might get it when they're 70. Who cares? And that is freedom. Even like Tina, what you're saying about Rachel. Yeah. That that was really an introduction. I mean, what a great next chapter of the learning, right? Mm-hmm. You had plans, the plans didn't work. Now what? Right? That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. I you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm actually a really strict when it comes to the core learning subjects that we do and mm-hmm. people looked at me like I was crazy when we took a year off of math yeah of course <laughs> my, they did mm-hmm. my kids needed it yeah and yeah. now they're they had when we first started homeschooling these two were in second grade and so I tested them to see where they needed to be in Saxon and they tested it like sixth grade math hmm. and their brother was in sixth grade at the time so it was like oh it's perfect I'll just do everybody in the same spot And they moved on up through and in sixth grade, Mm -hmm. they started algebra Mm. and I was seeing some gaps, not in their ability, but in their foundation building because they had kind of missed a few years. Mm -hmm. And so we took a year off of official math. I downloaded IXL on their tablets and every few days I'd be like, oh, do a little IXL and just had them work through some of those core things. And now they're doing algebra again in the eighth grade and they're doing great, which yeah. algebra in the eighth grade is not behind. So yeah, well, here's the reality. Yeah. If we had the door knocker come over right now 
and said, Jenny Tetzner, we're going to test you on math. Let me tell you something. They're going to find some gaps over here. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't care. Like I, we go after what we need and Mm -hmm. what we want, don't we? That is how humans learn. And so again, that's freedom. Both my twin, the 14 year olds that I'm referring to, they both want to be science majors. So I'm like, okay, let's buckle down on the math and science and we'll work through the other English stuff and writing that you guys struggle with. Well, and that's the thing I was going to say, you know, there is no behind except for the ones we sit on, right? In homeschooling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if your kids are called to science careers, for sure, they're going to need a lot of math and they're going to need a lot of science, but Mm -hmm. they have an interest because that's what they want to do, right? Amen. Neither of my daughters had any interest at all in math or science. And so guess what they, we did algebra to introduce them to it. Mm-hmm. We did geometry. Cause I think that's kind of a, an important thing. Um, but it was kind of like algebra and geometry light in a sense, because mm-hmm. those particular kids just needed an introduction to what those concepts are. Mm-hmm. Right. I did not call them to math and science careers. And so therefore they're not yeah. behind. They just, we spent our time that's on right. stuff that they needed. Yeah. I don't think that's we right. have read a single literature book in our house. Yeah. And that's all we did. And that's what we did. Well, see, that's the thing is what you will do, what we all do as adults is we do what we love. We do our, Mm -hmm. our interest, right? And what, what that interest is, we keep going after it because of that. We don't need to, nobody needs to hound me to go to the homeschool loft. I love it. It's what we do, Right? right? It's my passion. And so I research and I learn and I talk with all the people to get the things. And so that's what the children need. They just need some good ideas and then run with it. What is it that they want? You know? Yeah. You know, at co-op the other day, I had a mom following me around asking me homesteading questions. And she's (laughs) like, I listened to your podcast and I know you technically charged for some of this coaching, but I just had a couple of, and I was like, stop apologizing. You're we're friends. You're my people. Ask me all the questions you want, because I guarantee you, I'd want to talk about this anyways. So that's right. Yeah, that's good. It's better to talk to someone who wants to listen than someone that you just kind of grab in a corner at a party and say, let me tell you about my passion, right? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Although I had a mom stop me yesterday. She's brand new. They're missionaries and they just came back to the States and she started doing some research with her son who her three-year-old who they thought is autistic and she just started telling me all this stuff that they've been doing with him. Just, I think she just needed someone to talk to. And mm-hmm. it was so validating with some stuff that I'm doing with my son that mm-hmm. I've been trying to like convince my husband is real and is working. And just, she, I didn't say anything about it. She just came up and started talking to me. And it was all the things that I needed to hear right at that moment with my son. And so, so good. It was really nice. Um, they actually, mm-hmm. they found out the home that they were living in while they were missionaries had lead in it. Oh, and so oh, now goodness. they're doing, yeah. Chelation with him to get all the heavy metals out of his system and they're seeing oh. improvements. And I have a, my 14 year old is autistic, which I know he is. We've gone through years of therapies, but he's really sensitive to anything that might cause heavy metal buildups. Like if he takes a multivitamin for a couple of days, he can't tie his shoes. Oh, wow. I mean, and I mean, when I say he's high functioning autistic, like he breaks dairy cows. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's an algebra. I mean, there's no, you know, there's no issues like that. 
And I mean, yeah. to watch him like sit there and struggle to put his shoes on because he took a multivitamin for a few days. So I actually, mm-hmm. I have him on uh titrated cilantro right now to try to pull the heavy metals out of his system. And there are some supplements you can buy, but I wanted to try that one first because it was cheap and I could get it locally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've, interesting, man, oh man, have I seen a difference and he didn't do mm-hmm. it for like three days. Cause I've been busy and forgot to remind him. And he like got in a bunch of trouble and got his phone taken away and wasn't feeding the animals. And my husband's going, what is wrong with this kid? And I was like, she just came up to me and started talking to me and told me all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. I need to get him back on his cilantro. And this is a real thing. You're going through it with your son. And I'm not, you know, cause I've been trying to fight doctors for years going, there's something to this that he can't handle, you know, vitamins and probiotics and things like that. Yeah. Interesting. So you never know that like who you just need to talk to might have everything that you needed to hear that day. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Mm. All right. I drink a lot of water. They, all my listeners probably think I have a cocktail for every uh, show because (laughs) you can always hear my ice clinking. (laughs) That's funny. It's good. What do they call the word aesthetics? I guess is that right? Right. Out there. <laughs> like, no, people, it's not a cocktail. I'm just a health nut. No. <laughs> Which I guess works for a homesteading podcast. Right. Yeah. So um tell me a little bit about your guys' podcast and like you've had some really awesome people on lately. Go for it, Jenny. You know? Oh. What did you say? Did you say go We're for it? Too polite. Right. So. Um, okay, I'll start. Yeah. So okay. when we started the loft, it's funny because um, I had not been a podcast listener. Just mm-hmm. I hadn't made time for it, you know. And I'm not native to it, you know. I'm too old for that. Um, but then as we started the loft, Jenny Sanoa, who is a podcast producer, and he's uh, he has his own podcast and everything. He's like, Mom and Tina, you guys need to do a podcast with your stuff. And I was like, What? <laughs> But we did. He got us going. And um, and now Jenny's husband, Joel, is our producer. And um, yeah, we we drop a weekly podcast every Friday. It's called the Homeschool Loftcast. And sometimes we just talk to each other about different topics that we know come up like in our appointments or we know that homeschool parents are struggling with. And then sometimes we've been able to have guests on. We had you on recently. Yeah, which we'll I didn't awesome even realize guests. it had uh, aired yet. I found it earlier and threw it up on my stories and Instagram. Yes, it just on Friday. So I uh, I was going to send you the link to that, Cody, but then, you know, my grandson. So oh. my life kind of is <laughs> in and out of people. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Jenny, can you remember off the top of your head? Because I'll look it up while you're talking. But what who are some of the guests that we've been able to have on so far? You're asking me to remember from the top of my head? Um, I know <laughs> you had the guy on from the Great Homeschool Conventions. I thought that was really we interesting. Had, uh, we had, let's see, Dorinda Wilson. Mm-hmm. Jamie Erickson. Ooh. Uh, who who are some people, you guys? I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I'm so Jamie Erickson that. of Homeschool Bravely. You're right. Um, Cody, we had Brennan Dean from the Great Homeschool Convention. Um, Dorinda Wilson's book is amazing, by the way. The four she's written several, mm-hmm. but the four hour school day is the one that she talked about. Yes, um, that is on my list. Oh, I can tell so you good. who we've had. We have I, had, I was bringing it up too. <laughs> Yeah, we have had Todd Wilson of the Smiling Homeschooler. He was the most encouraging for dads. He always is. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel Wayne. He is a he's a graduate of homeschooling back before it was even legal. 
Um, his yeah. mom homeschooled he and his sisters in Michigan when it wasn't even legal. And his story is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's neat. Yeah. Um, Dr. Jay Weil of uh, Berean Builders, uh, Acad- not Academy, but Berean Builders Curriculum, Linda Holbar from the Mystery of History, um, lots of people. And then local guests. We have a, a local guy. His name is Mike Smith. He's a, a mayor of a small town near where we live. And he's a homeschool dad, but he used to be a skeptic. And mm. Uh, God got a hold of him and now he's like an advocate. And so if we have dads wanting to talk about homeschooling, Mike has said, send them my way uh, around. Nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, I, that's a good idea. I should bring my husband on because he is like, yeah, the anti, he was the anti-homeschooler and mm-hmm. now he would absolutely not have it any other way. You know what? I think that's a great thing too, for all of us to keep this real is, you know, oftentimes um, just bringing your family on or people that, you know, right. Because this may just cements that while we hear about people far, we hear about people near to us. Mm-hmm. We've had on Noah, Noah's our, my, my son. And, mm-hmm. um, he has a podcast, like he is the podcaster, his story. You know, we share our children's stories as well mm-hmm. is, Hey, how do you feel? You know, you tell us as the one who graduated, you talk about your experience with homeschooling. I mean, that's right. the thing. I had my and, kids on in an hour long episode talking about the benefits of doing 4-H. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Noah, he just recently got done talking to Robert Bortons on his podcast. I'm excited to hear that one as well, but he's, um, he has a homeschooling podcast where he's, he's kind of led the way for us. Tina and I were terrified in the beginning kind of to do a <laughs> podcast because well, we didn't know. So we came with all our notes and all our professionalism things. Right. And Noah was like, no, nope, we're not going to do that. We're just going to have a great conversation and kind of do it like that. And it's, and that is what it is. It is a great conversation, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I actually, the other night I needed a podcast really quick. I thought I was going to have a guest and it didn't work out. And I was already, I usually release on Tuesdays and Fridays and it was like Tuesday night. And I was like, I haven't released anything. I don't have anything. Oh, yeah. And my husband's like, just go record something. And I was like, I don't have anything to say. And I ended up actually writing on the back of my notes right now. I mean, I just did a really quick and outline and I thought, well, I'll go in and see like what happens. Like I don't, I get a little too scripted on the personal one. So when it's just me. And an hour and a half later, I walk into the bedroom. My husband's already in bed and he's like, that took forever. I'm like, I know my guest wouldn't shut up. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like, wait, I thought it was just you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Interviewing those are yourself. the best. Those are the best ones. Yeah. It's just, you know, it is, we have so much to say. I mean, this is why we do what we do, right? Mm-hmm. There's so much to say. It's, it's mm-hmm. the, Is it possible to run out of content? I don't think so. No, right? there's just everything so much is to content. Yeah. Everything is content. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice having a homestead because and having the homesteading theme to my stuff because everything. I mean, I just take a take my phone with me and snap pictures and I have pictures of my kids and I have pictures of pigs mm-hmm. and it's all there. Yeah. <laughs> right. What else do you need? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I really love the, you know, I have a lot of listeners that are new to homeschooling because they're trying to they start homesteading and then they they realize that part of being a homesteader really that self-sufficiency piece is adding in the homeschooling and so I love sending them in lots of directions 
because I, a lot of times with the homeschooling piece, I'm giving support and more technical ideas, like how to teach a science topic. And I love that you guys are putting something out there that gives that full picture of how to homeschool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, I think it should be yeah. said that Tina has been uh, just kind of had this idea of we talk about, we talk to people from different states and kind of their homeschooling laws and yes. what that looks like. And I think that is just because we have listeners from all over. You never know where people mm-hmm. are listening in from. So that's been a great thing as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm working on a project with someone who lives in Missouri right now. And she's like, it's a, like a planner type thing, but a little different. And she's like, okay, we have to make sure we have room for the moms to keep track of the hours every day. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like the hours, yeah. I mean, just, just round it up, like an hour and a math. And she's like, no, we have to actually do it by yeah. the minute. And I was like, and okay, they, and well, they have to do like a thousand hours and 600 or something have to be in like the core subjects. I mean, it's yeah. really tricky. I couldn't imagine that because our homeschool laws are literally, you should teach your kids the core subjects. That <laughs> is the law uh, in Idaho. You should teach your kids the whole. Yeah. Core subjects. And I don't have to check in with anybody. Like I, the school, I mean, the only reason the state knows we exist is because my husband being a veteran, we have government insurance, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone's going to be moving to Idaho pretty quick here. Tony. Right. Yeah. I well, mean, Wisconsin even... is pretty good. We, we file this one little form yeah. every fall, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't even have our kids' names on it, let alone anything oh, else about them. Good. It just, it has our name and address. And then I think this is ironic in our current day and age, but it says, which of the two genders are your children? <laughs> That's the only thing we have to say. Yeah. Um, so file it and then we're left alone. Like literally nobody has a legal right to ask us anything. And there are some certain parameters, but they're common sense things. Kind of like you said, like you should provide basic yeah. education in the core subjects. And, but that's it, you know? And so when we talk to people from these more highly regulated states or, you know, they try to say, yeah, we only have to do this and this and this and this and this and only one standardized test every three years. I'm like, oh my word, move. <laughs> right. I, you know, in Oregon, they didn't say what you, like how many hours you had to teach. They didn't say what you had to teach, but I think it was third and fifth grade. They had to do standardized testing. Hmm. But you could say when third and fifth grade were for these kids, there was like an age bracket. We never actually got to that because we actually homeschooled through a charter when we were in Oregon. So the charter handled all of that. But, and it wasn't like if your kids failed that, you know, they come and pull them out of your house or something, you know, it was, I think they said, you know, if they failed three years in a row, then they may assist with guidance in teaching or something like that. I was like, well, that's not, I mean, it's a little intrusive, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, yeah. so me having to prove that I do 600 hours of core subject a year, that's intrusive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of people, another thing to the benefit of this is uh, we get the conversation going with these people, you know, so many people are just scrambling to homeschool their kids that laws and regulations in other states, the thought that it's different somewhere else, mm-hmm. it's not even a thing in their mind, right? Yeah. And so, but let it be said that these are important things that we should all be aware of. 
but it can be so confusing you know, when you're mm-hmm. going through all of it, what does this even mean? And on our website, Tina has just done this excellent researching job and writing of all of the homeschool laws in Wisconsin that are, you know, that people can understand. And then from mm-hmm. that, I think that helps them then to look at what Tina's written and then go forth from there and then really study it for themselves and understand. And at least that's our hope that they're digging deeper and no, that's great. I actually, I do something similar for people who are starting homestead food businesses. I used to work in food safety. And so I will like download the cottage laws and write it in layman's terms to f- meet what they're trying to do. So I kind of, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Like you can, you can and should link to the actual law. So people and encourage mm-hmm. people to go read it for themselves. But yeah, legalese is not written in a way that... <laughs> the average person can understand my daughter works for a lawyer part-time right now and she always <laughs> tells me how funny it is the way that he has to write stuff so oh yeah it doesn't even make any sense and that was what I used to do in the food plants is try to figure out how to make this stuff legible for hundreds of people that have maybe an eighth grade education yeah mm-hmm. exactly it. so but yeah I think you know I look at some of these laws and I think that it's less about making sure the kids are properly educated and more about making it such an imposition for the parents that they don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would agree. Um, my husband was headhunted by a couple of different companies when the girls were school age. Mm-hmm. And um, the first thing was, what are the homeschool laws like in the States where these businesses were? And we didn't move because there are very few states that are as low regulated as Idaho and then Wisconsin mm-hmm. put in the very next tier because we do have to file a form, right? Um, but most of them, there's six or seven hoops or more to jump through. And so we, I mean, I know not everybody has a choice. They can't just pick up and move. Right. But I always tell people, if you want to homeschool and if you can move, pick a low reg state. And then you have to pay attention to the legislation to make sure it doesn't increase, but start someplace mm-hmm. where you're going to have, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even like when we were in Oregon, we went through a charter, but the charter was put in place as like a loophole. Hmm. And so it was like, actually great. It was all homeschool parents who were running it. And then we had Hmm. one, well, we had like one official principal and then she'd hire teachers and the teachers really just like the kids would take pictures of what they did that week. Only one thing that they did that week and send them into her. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, and then, you know, she, and then you may write a sentence about it, but at the time they were second graders. So yeah, their sentence was like, I did math, you know? Right. That's yeah. pretty unusual for that kind of setting. That was a blessing for you. Cause mostly it really people- was. Yeah. And even when we first moved, because we still owned our house in Oregon, we were able to continue to go through them. And I mean, we got $800 a semester per kid to buy curriculum. Um, mm-hmm. the only thing they wouldn't cover was religious curriculum, but we could buy that ourselves and they would count it towards their units. They just couldn't pay for it. Oh. And I was like, great. Like, so I'd use the money to buy like laptops and stuff and then use our own money to buy, you know, and honestly, you know, like, you know, Alpha Omega Publishing, they have great programs, but they're Christian based. So we'd have to, you know, we'd have to buy their English program or something, but they didn't care. It was still English. So yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to 
you know, deal with all the pressures of homeschooling, especially when, you know, like we have six kids. I couldn't imagine just keeping track to that extent. Like the, it would be exhausting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, I always tell people if you can avoid Pennsylvania and New York, probably mm-hmm. for multiple reasons, but for the homeschool law, <laughs> as well, um, those are the most draconian. Like Missouri's seems simple compared oh, to Pennsylvania and New York. They're just, they're really bad. That's a bummer. I spent some time um, on a Mennonite dairy farm in Pennsylvania when I was in high school. I did a summer there. Yeah. And it was such a neat rural place. And then you just have those, like, what, two big towns that just ruin it for everybody (laughs) I I grew up in California so I know what it's like to have just one or two big towns that ruin it for everybody yeah Yeah. oh no that's true that's true we we love history in our family and my husband was like let's move to Pennsylvania I'm like nope don't even don't even ask me that one no Uh you know I took the kids there recently we did Gettysburg and stuff it was a blast but and we're good yeah (laughs) good place to visit not live Uh uh-huh Uh, so is there um, anything that you'd really like to tell newer homeschool families? Like some advice that you I might will. have or. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to what I was kind of talking about before. And that is not so much to get caught up on all of the curriculum. That That's the side that's to the left and to the right. Your main focus are it's always going to be your children. And it's always going to be the atmosphere in your home. What is that like? It's always going to be starting with the child and believing because you're the mom or the dad that you have enough. You're equipped. You are equipped to look at your child and know what comes next. Because these are not little little, um, empty vessels to be filled up they are already born with what they need. Our job is to sort of stand aside, provide a buffet for them of all of the things that you see fit for your family and allow them and their little minds to get after it. Because they, as Charlotte Mason would say, are born persons. And so they, that little person And I I see this with my own son, with Noah. He was born a history lover. It's really true. (laughs) And to this day at 21, almost 22, he still follows that. With Mm -hmm. Madeline, born musically gifted, still musically gifted. It's it's incredible. So we don't want to squelch that with our talkie-talkie and our lecturing and all of our things. We want them to go the way that has already been instilled in them. So that's my advice. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I, I would reiterate that, that the foundation is your relationship with your kids and getting yes. to know who they are as people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, there's nothing wrong with using curriculum, but it shouldn't be the first thing, like Jenny said. Oh, I agree. Um, curriculum is a tool. It should never be a master. Mm-hmm. It's like, think of it like mm-hmm. I can pound, I could try to pound a nail into my wall with my hand, but maybe a hammer would make that job easier, right? Yeah. <laughs> curriculum helps too. It's really heavy. Well, there you go. Right. (laughs) That math book that you never actually used, right. Can be really good. Um, So it's a tool. It's okay. And you know, if you don't have time to make your own unit studies or this, that, or the other thing, who has time use what's out there, Uh the tool and don't let it ever control you and, and choose 
what you use based on the kids you have that how they're really wired, not some idealized child (laughs) that doesn't exist in your home, but you just have this vision for, and because that's just going to damage your relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think in seven years we have ever reached the end of a curriculum. Sure. And then, and then I would add to that too, that these ideas that we're talking about now, right. That, that sounds easy, but we've all been indoctrinated through, through a system to think otherwise. So what we want to do is remember that remind ourselves constantly that we're to still be filling ourselves up as the mom and dad and watching Mm -hmm. how we learn. How do we learn? Ask yourself this question. Would I like to do that? Is that something that I would like to do? Would I like to fill in the blanks in a workbook? The answer is going to be no for many adults, right? Would I like to sit there for five hours and work on one math problem until I get it straight? Probably not. And when we understand, unless you're a nerd like me, but you know, (laughs) unless you're one of those nerds, but when we understand how we learn, I Uh think we can really easily bring it back to life and say, actually look at the child and how is the child going after, you know, what would the, how would the child learn the best? Yeah, absolutely. So as we're kind of coming to the end of our time, I ask all of my guests, what does keep growing mean to them? All right, you start Jenny. (laughs) Keep growing means never, ever stop going after the excitement and the joy of what's in this life for yourself. Never get so caught up that you forget who you are as a, as a learner, as a grower, you constantly go after it. It's not just your children, but it's you continue to grow, try new things, practice that. I would say really quickly that when I was, uh, um, for a quick minute, I worked in the heart unit and, um, that always gives you a different view when you're in the healthcare field, that when you're a patient, you're reminded what that's like. So I think to keep growing, that's also beautiful because we get to, we expect our children to grow and we tell them that, but when we do it and when we get after it, it's a good model for them as well. Absolutely. I I really love that modeling growth. Actually, I mean, I was thinking about that too, that if we are always learning and letting our kids see that we're learning and improving and researching different things, that's the very best way we encourage them to be lifelong learners because we're the model, right? Um, so if they, if, if we tell them, you know, go learn about the American revolution, but we don't care to improve ourselves. We're a bad model, but if we can continue to keep growing in our own stuff, even if it's a different topic, it'll be a good example for our kids. Oh yeah. I really like that. I, we've actually been, um, the kids have been wanting read alouds lately, even my older ones. And so instead of, well, we do, we're reading one, it's a Tuttle Twins book right now, just something that they get a good story and learn a little something out of it. But then I'll also just randomly read a chapter to them out of one of the textbooks I'm reading. Mm-hmm. When I say textbooks, they're nonfiction. Some of them are used as textbooks, but some of them aren't. And mm-hmm. on like food history and stuff like that. And they are just, mm-hmm. it's yeah. creating so many more questions and it's awesome. So mm-hmm. I really, okay. I, I like that and encouraging the kids and modeling that growth. Yeah. I tried to do that the other day. I tried to have an, like an unschooling week, see how it worked. And I was much more excited than they were. <laughs> yeah. 
So you're like, mom's going to leave us alone all weekend. And I was like, (laughs) everybody have something to teach us at the end of the week. And I was the only one who had something to teach, but you know, they learned what I wanted. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Where is, where can everybody find you guys? Our website is homeschoolloft.com or .org. Wait a minute. Let me look really quick. <laughs> it's .com. It's .com. Sorry. Yeah. Some of them are .org. Anyway, homeschoolloft.com. Um, they could they could text or call us there. They could email us, um, especially if they're in this area. But we, our consultations, we can do phone and Zoom consultations too. That's what so I was going to ask if you guys did distance ones, because that's really, yep. I, that's such a great support. Yep. So yeah. we'd be happy to talk to people mm-hmm. in other states. Sure. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys. And I I love the conversation that you guys are having and I hope you continue to have it. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education. And I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing. <laughs>